Hi, it's Ivy from Future of Food. You're listening to the Future X Podcast Network. Hey, it's Joe Hobbs. This is the Future of Activism. My next guest has long campaigned to motivate Americans to address the climate emergency. He ran for president of the United States on a climate platform in 2019-2020. That's when most of us, outside of activist circles, heard the name Tom Steyer. Even before his presidential run, Tom has always been an activist. In 2013, he started a national organization called Next Gen Climate. It is now called Next Gen America and is dedicated to helping young people take part in the political system by making it easier for them to become voters. Tom and I talk about voting and how activism moving online in 2020 has changed activism forever. Here's my conversation with Tom Steyer. Joe, it's nice to be with you. So let's kind of just dive into this. What got you started on the life of activism and also what started you into or prompted you into beginning with Next Gen America? Well, I think that those questions are intertwined, as you suggest, Joe, because I was somebody who started my own business and was running it. And somewhere around 15 years ago, sitting around the kitchen table with my family, we were talking about what we were, the society was doing that was going to look incredibly stupid in 100 years. Morally wrong, intellectually empty, the big kind of mistake that you look back at other countries or our own and say, how could you possibly have done that? And we started talking about climate. And it took me, so when you talk about activism, I thought, wow, our society's not dealing with this critical issue. And I went through a variety of possible explanations and tried to address them, whether it was the technology wasn't good enough. So I tried to invest in research, not to make money, but nonprofit research so that the clean technology could come around faster. And I tried to invest in studies to show that, in fact, moving to a clean energy economy would be good for job creation, would be good for wage levels, would be good for the growth rate of the United States as a whole, would clean up the air and water. I thought it was a failure to understand. And really what led me to activism was an increasing awareness that it wasn't that people, that we didn't have the technology. It wasn't that people didn't understand it. It was that there was political opposition to doing the right thing. And that led me to political solutions, and they became increased. You know, I started doing nonpartisan things, and it became increasingly partisan as I went along, because as I started to work through what's the root cause of this, why is it possible that a society would choose not to deal with a critical issue of the safety and health of every single citizen? So as I really got into activism through a lens of climate and through a lens of justice. And I started next gen. I quit my job. I mean, I left the company that I started and walked away from it because I felt as if there's no way to succeed in this part-time that you have to give your heart and soul to it if you're going to succeed. And so I wanted to be part of the group of people pushing our society to address a huge issue about justice and a huge issue about safety and health for Americans across the board. That's how I got there. 
So what is NextGen America and what are their primaries focus right now with the upcoming election? You know, Joe, NextGen at this point is overwhelmingly concerned with empowering young people in the political system. And what does that really mean? We are the largest youth voter mobilization organization. That's a mouthful in American history. And what we try and do is people 18 to 35, that's 40% of potential voters in the United States. It's a huge number of people. It's the most, it's millennials and Gen Z, but taken together, that's the most diverse generation in American history by far. And they're very progressive. And traditionally, they voted at half the rate of other Americans. And so the point of NextGen has been not to change people's minds about how they feel about climate, not to change people's minds about how they feel about racial justice or healthcare or the cost of college. NextGen is about helping young people participate in the political system by making it easy for them to become voters and also to try and push not the idea that they should change their minds about any particular policy or issue, but rather just to encourage them to vote and make it clear that young people, when they vote, take the power that is rightfully theirs and can change our society for good. And so it's really about the engagement of young voters around issues based on values that they already believe in. That's what we've tried to do. And that's what I believe we are the biggest and hopefully most effective organization in the country to try and make sure that young people turn out and represent themselves and push our society towards, you know, what I think of as a much more progressive, much more positive, uh, much more safe and successful future. So you look at the last presidential um, debate, and I think we can all agree it was absolutely horrible. And I was laughing for a lot of it. um, And it was just shouting. What would you say to voters who feel like, why, why should they vote in an election where obviously no one seems to care and both candidates really just want to shout at each other? Why would I want to vote in that? Well, let me disagree a little bit, Joe, with what you just said. I do think that Mr. Trump showed how out of control he really is as a person. I actually thought Vice President Biden stood up there, made his points, talked overwhelmingly in a positive way about what we can do together. And in particular, you know, if we're talking about climate, a climate question was asked and he answered it. He has a very aggressive and necessary climate plan. He described it. It really creates millions of good paying middle-class jobs, but it's also really addresses the climate issue here at home and puts him in a position to lead the world, to push other countries to join us in building a clean energy economy. And so I actually think that that debate, and I think that this is broadly shared around the United States, showed that Joe Biden does care about people, that he does have actual plans that he can describe, including his climate plan, that are thoughtful and, in my mind, positive and necessary, and that he's a decent person who will, try, who will be, try to pull the American people together. And I think if you listen to that debate, you would draw the exact opposite conclusion about his opponent. I mean, stepping back a little, you said that you quit your job back in, I believe it was 2013, 2012, right? And yeah. you went and started Next Gen America. What was that transition like? I mean, that's, that's going from something that you spent your life building to something completely new. 
I started that business. And when I started it, I was one guy sitting in a room by myself. And when I left it, I went back to being one guy sitting in a room by myself and starting something new. So it actually didn't feel that weird to me, Joe. You know, it's kind of, I, there was something in both cases where I felt as if I really want to do this. I understand that the path is unclear, but what I'm trying to accomplish from a strategic standpoint, I understand. And I'm sure that I don't know everything that's going to happen. That's for darn sure. But I'll try and figure out it out as I go along. And I felt as if, look, I did, I could not not do what I did in leaving my business because I felt like, how am I supposed to be paying attention to these things when in my heart of hearts, I feel as if the society is threatened, human, the human beings in our society are threatened. We're not dealing with something that is extremely dangerous to every person that I love and care about. And I'm, how can I not react to that and try to be responsible and solve that problem? You know, it wasn't a choice like, oh, you know, this is somehow a smart thing to do. Honest to goodness, it was like, I have to do this or I'm going to pop. Yeah, I mean, I 100% get that. So what were some of the pitfalls that you faced when starting up? Like, what was one of the biggest challenges starting up Next Gen America? Well, it's funny because at this point, so that was, I, I left my business at the end of 2012. So this is eight years later. And there wasn't a coalition in the United States organized around progressive values, justice and climate, broad-based. And so the thing that I think is, the, the question is, how do you take something that you absolutely believe is true? And I mean, I wasn't certainly not the first person. I mean, let me just say, it, it, people had been working on this issue for decades before I quit my business. But I was, I wanted to be part of the group of people a movement pushing the United States, pushing the people of the United States to come together and solve this problem in a way that would be better in multiple ways. But there was pushback from big business. And so the big pitfall was, how do you popularize what you consider to be a total tr important truth, but one where there are people on the other side trying to make sure you don't succeed? And so it was, you know, it's a question of how do you translate what you believe into something that's meaningful to people who are trying to live their lives, just normal human beings going about their business, Americans. And so how do you do that is not a simple question. And how do you organize people is not a simple question. And so, and really understanding all the different pushes and pulls, you know, the policy is simple in my mind. Understanding that is just like taking a course in school. But the politics of how to interact with people in all the different ways that uh, groups and interact in our and human beings individually interact in our society, that's pretty complicated and not too many people, you know, can, can really get their minds around that. It's no simple task. So obviously, like every single other business organization and individual in the entire world right now, COVID's affected Next Gen America. How has Next Gen America 
taken the COVID crisis and either used that to their advantage or switched up what they were doing alongside that? The simplest way to put it, Joe, is that NextGen went 100% virtual on March 10th. So in 2018, the, the midterm elections, NextGen was on 420 college campuses. And, you know, we're in 11 swing states, now 12 swing states. And, you know, our feeling was we wanted to reach people directly. We wanted to register young people to vote. We wanted to engage them on the issues and we wanted to encourage them to participate at the polls. And so some of the way we did that was face-to-face on campuses, particularly trying to hit community colleges and also particularly trying to hit historically black colleges and universities in the states where they exist. And on March 10th, we said, okay, we are 100% virtual. We will do no face-to-face in-person canvassing in 2020. And that's absolutely as a result of COVID. And the funny thing is, if you were going to try and organize people virtually online, there's no group of people better to to be organized than 18 to 35-year-olds because they're the most computer literate, online living generation in American history. And then if you're going to do that organizing, the people who should be doing it are 18 to 35 year olds for the exact same reason. And that happens to be the people who work at NextGen and it happens to be the people that NextGen is trying to communicate with. So in a funny way, it was a great gift to us that in fact, in response to COVID, we went completely virtual because I believe that we'll be more impactful in 2020 than we would have been if we'd continued to do something that we thought we did really well, which was face-to-face canvassing. And we'll be, so we'll be more impactful than we would have been and we'll be more impactful than we've ever been before. So looking at some of those, I mean, you're saying that you think you'll be more impactful with this change during COVID and going fully online. Have the numbers and the data backed that up? Have you seen a lot more um, voter involvement now that you guys have gone fully online? Absolutely. I mean, it's been... Look, we're in the middle of the election right now, Joe. Over 3 million ballots have already been cast, 700,000 in Florida alone. And what we can see in all the states where people are voting, you can't tell how people vote, right? But you can tell if the people who voted have ever voted before, and you can tell if they have a party affiliation. And what we can tell the most telling statistic for next gen is that the percentage of new voters of people who've never voted before is shockingly high. And what that says is those are overwhelmingly people 18 to 35. And that means that the people who we're targeting are turning out at levels that we've never seen before. So when you say, how do we know it's working? We can see it daily in terms of the first-time voters in the states we're in. And let me give you an example of something that happened subsequent to March 10. There was a primary election in Wisconsin on April 12th, so about a month later. And there was, it was a Democratic primary, but in addition, what really people turned out for was a, they elect state Supreme Court voters in Wisconsin. And so they they don't do it by party affiliation, but it's very clear who's a conservative Republican and who's a liberal Democrat. And so there was a Supreme Court vote on primary day. 
which was expected, the Republican in all the polling was expected to win by two points. So very close, but two points. The turnout by young people was astonishingly high. That is exactly what we were focused on. In fact, the numbers that we thought we turned out were double what we'd expected. And the Democrat won by 12 points. Was expected to lose by two, won by 12. If you look around the country, young people are turning out at historic levels. And that's exactly what we are working to accomplish. That's exactly what we're hoping for because our whole goal is to have people in that 18 to 35 age range show up, vote, and really, you know, have a voice that resonates in American history in this, in this election and really have what I think of as a generational change election where the people of the United States show up in historic numbers, huge numbers, most ever, and say it's time for a change. We need a transformation of this country. We need to be much more progressive. That's what we're working for, and that's what I believe is happening. So 2020, it, everything's gone in line. How do you see the future of activism? Do you think that activism will actually start becoming more in line? Or do you think once we can go back to in-person, it's safe, activism will go back to in-person strikes? Like, how do you see the future of activism changing over the next couple of years and even couple of centuries? Well, without teasing it, it's hard to see us ever going back. Do I think that, there, that we will do face-to-face canvassing again? Yes. But do I think that the, the ratio of time, effort spent on face-to-face versus online has changed forever? I also think yes. I mean, it's kind of, I would compare it to shopping, to retail, in the sense that do I think people are still going to go to stores? Yes, I do. And do I think that COVID has ended people shopping in stores and going in and looking around physically? People like to do that, and I like to do that. But do I think that the ratio of what people buy online versus what they buy physically present in a store has changed forever? Yes. And so in a sense, if you think about canvassing, movements, all kinds of activism, do I think it's going to be more online than it ever has been and it's never going back to where it was? I actually do, Joe. So what advice do you have for anyone who wants to become an activist, but something's holding them back or maybe they're too scared to be one? Well, I'm not sure what the fear would be about. I can understand why it's hard in the sense that it's not exactly, you know, I haven't found it the best paying job I've ever had in my life. So I understand why people could be held back because they need to pay the rent and they need to buy groceries and they need to, you know, pay for healthcare and all those normal facts of life. But in terms of being scared about it, I'm not sure why I think people should be scared because I think, and I'm sure you share this, Joe, because I know you've been an activist, that, you know, living out the values and meaning of your life by working for things that you deeply care about, that's the definition at some level of a meaningful life. So I'm not sure what the fear would be about in terms of being an activist. I can understand the material constraints and the difficulties about being an activist. Uh, how can our listeners learn more about Next Gen America and possibly even help out or join? Well, I think the easiest thing is just to go onto our website, 
And, you know, we obviously, we have organized, I don't know if you know this, but we've organized thousands of volunteers to be part of our effort. So for instance, on National Voter Registration Day, NextGen contacted, I think, 1.3 million people with the help of thousands of volunteers. And we've had a series of days of action and we, we are constantly looking for people to help out and volunteer and there's more to do than can be done. But let me say this, I don't run NextGen. I started NextGen, I fund NextGen to uh, a certain extent but NextGen does this. I actually spend my time supporting the Biden campaign, co-chairing a task force in California on business and employment recovery, and working independently. The people who run NextGen deserve the credit for what's going on because they have really put it together. But as I said, there is a website And NextGen is absolutely anxious to have as many volunteers and participants as possible because that's really the strength that it has. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been awesome talking to you. Joe, it's a great pleasure. And I really admire and respect the work and dedication that you're putting in to trying to make a difference. That's exactly what, to me, a meaningful life is about. And I very much appreciate what you're doing and what the the people that you're working with are doing. And I think it's making a big difference. Thank you. Listen to the future of activism on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Transcripts and show notes are posted to futurex.fm. We're part of the Future X Podcast Network. I'm Joe Hobbs.